I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and today my co-host is Fox Occupational Therapist, Lainey Hefferly. Lainey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. You want to break it down what you're talking about today? Yeah. So I have been with Fox for six months. So this is the six things that I've learned my first six months with Fox. <laughs> so prior to us recording the podcast, we were talking about how many things we should have on your list. We're like 10, 11. There's some study out there, Lainey, that if uh -huh. you have an odd numbered list, it actually plays better on the internet. I guess ah. it's some type of mental thing. So we were going back and forth and you said, how about six, six things you learned during your first six months with Fox? And I thought, oh my gosh, it's perfect. <laughs> well, I guess it's not perfect because it's not an odd number. It's an even number. All right, so let's take us through your background quickly before you were with Fox. Maybe even like talk about your education because as you know, tis the season. A lot of those clinicians getting out of school, preparing for their boards, <laughs> looking for their first job in the field. So what's, uh, what's Lainey's story? Yeah, so I went to Lenore Ryan University in Hickory, North Carolina. I graduated in 2019. I am one of the few lucky that got to work about four months before the world changed. Yeah, no, <laughs> so you're right. You're right. I got a... I got a few short months there of uh not only that before. but you graduated from school uh -huh. prior to the lockdown and the quarantine yes yes and so actually i did my level two field work in dc a huge research hospital it was amazing and that's why i decided to go into inpatient rehab so i, I worked at an inpatient rehab in Asheville, north carolina for two years and then moved on down here to Greenville to join Fox. All right. You happy? Oh, <laughs> I am. I was questioning everything. Like the pandemic is a big part of that. I was like, did I choose the wrong career path? Like this is just not working out for me. I had heard about Fox actually through a guy I had worked with previous to going to school. He worked at Fox as, a, as an OT as well. And so Fox was always on my radar, but I didn't think that I could do it straight out of school. I had this mindset where I have to go into inpatient, get my skill set up before I go over that way. So it was always on my radar. And that's why I'm here to do the podcast because it's just not true. I've learned so much being here. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's the podcast is titled Six Things You Learned during your first six months with Fox. And I guess if it's coming out of your mouth, it's six things I learned during my first six <laughs> months with Fox. 
Not me, you. Go ahead, Lainey. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is Fox is all about abolishing ageism, which I love and had no idea that I was being ageist prior to joining Fox. I'm I'm going to stop you right there. How were you ageist? I am like, I've always been a geriatric person. I'm not one of those OTs that they say like 90% of OTs that go into OT school come in wanting pediatrics and then 50% will switch over when they find out. You always wanted to work with the older adult population? Always. can, Can I even stop you again? Why is that? So... I am so, my Nana is my favorite person in the world. I hope my mom's not listening. <laughs> I love she would, my I think Nana. She would, I think she would understand. Yeah. And so my Nana is like an OT's dream. She has <laughs> so many hobbies. Like she paints, she quilts, she sews, she gardens. She deep cleans her house. She has rheumatoid arthritis. And you looked at her, you'd be like, sit down, but she does everything. And so I just, I love her and I see her and everybody that I work with. And I want people to be like her, really. (laughs) She's just thriving. Who's going strong. Yeah. So funny story is recently my Nana's taken on, my grandpa has started to have some cognitive decline. And so she's sort of taken over this caregiver role. And my mom is like, please call her and tell her she has got to get a house cleaner. Like she's got to stop deep cleaning her house. My Nana cleans like you've never seen before. My sister says we have a running joke that Nana's house has white dust. Like her dust isn't even dirty. She like (laughs) takes her, she takes her shutters down. She washes under the bed and this is a weekly thing. So my mom's like, you have to tell her she can't deep clean anymore. And I'm like, okay. And then I call her and she was like, Lainey, if I don't do this anymore, I'm not going to be able to move anymore. This is my physical activity. Yes. And I'm like, yes. I'm ageist. <laughs> I just about broke all the cardinal rules of OT. <laughs> and, and it's therapeutic. We had Alex Germano on the Live Better Longer podcast not too long ago. And she says she cleans her house because it makes her feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so actually, when I, whenever I was in my level two field work, I, there was an OT there that I looked up to so much. And my one feedback when I left there, she said, you need to push people harder. You're not pushing them hard enough. And I think it's because I love the older population so much that I'm really gentle with them. And I feel like, oh, I don't want to push you too hard or I don't want to hurt you. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned going through Fox or sort of this orientation period is that you can push people a lot harder than you think you can, which brings me to number two. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a beautiful transition. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the sort of measuring the treatment session, like grading up the treatment session. That is something I did not do in inpatient at all mostly because you only see people for two weeks. And so it was kind of grading down the treatment session because we were teaching them how to use adaptive equipment most time, just 
teaching the caregivers, training the caregivers so we could get them home. You know, we weren't really a lot of times pushing people to their max. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fragile too. So it it was so different when I came to Fox because, and actually my sponsor, Lauren, shout out, love her. I was with her shadowing um, one of her patients and she had him doing shoulder raises with like, I think it was like 10 pound weights. And I was like, I can't even do shoulder raises with 10 pound weights. Like, this is crazy. And it was just, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me that I'm like, I can get, I can get these people more physically fit than I think that I can. Um, I mean, that's our mantra. Be stronger, live better, longer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think another thing about inpatient that sort of set me back is because you have the nursing staff there all the time. I really relied on them for vital signs. And like, if my patient started to seem like things weren't going well, you're going back to nursing. Like I didn't even handle that stuff. And so getting really confident in taking blood pressures, getting really confident in measuring their respiration rate, their pulse, their oxygen sats, like the RPE. I never used that before I came to Fox and it's been so life-changing for yeah. me. Yeah. Like in baseball, <laughs> they talk about those five-tool athletes. You're becoming, I don't know how many tools there are in the OT world, but you're becoming like a five-tool OT. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel so much more confident in monitoring the patient and saying, you can go, you can go a little bit harder or now it's time to rest. I do the Peloton. I'm a huge Peloton junkie. And they always say, or Allie Love is my favorite instructor. And every time she's like, every time you're literally about to die, she's like, you're okay. And you can go harder than you think. And I'm like, yes, we can. Yes, we can. (laughs) Allie Love. Yeah. All right. So that's step number two or thing number two or item number two that you learned during your first six months with Fox. We know that you have six. What's number three? So goal setting. Again, this is something I was really limited in an inpatient because everything is related to care goals, which are really specific to your ADLs. I never set short-term goals. And it was literally like this person was max assist. Now they're menaces and their caregiver can take care of them. You're going, you're going out with The documentation review team that we have at those first, I guess, three months that you're with Fox, it was tough. And I, when I interviewed, I said, that's my weakest skill set is really my documentation because I haven't had to document much. And inpatient is really, it's really fast and it's a lot of check boxes. So I wasn't really. I didn't feel really confident in my goal setting. In English, I didn't even have to write goals. I clicked off my goals. So that was a struggle for me in the beginning. And the fact that every they kept coming back to me saying, you're working on this, but you don't have a goal for that. Or there's things that you keep writing in your notes that you're doing, but you're not writing goals for them. And it really made me become so much more skilled as a clinician, because I started relating my treatment sessions to a goal. And if I didn't have a goal for it, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, if it's, if it's really that important, I need to be writing a goal for it. If I don't think it's important enough to write a goal for it, I don't need to be doing it. 
And the goals translate into activity. Right. I will also transition that to my ooh, fourth ooh, point. You're so good, yes. lady. <laughs> you you must come back on the Live Better Longer podcast. You're yes. you're a hosting pro. <laughs> so becoming more resourceful. With OT, OTs have a real struggle in really advocating specifically what we do and what makes us different. And the problem with that is that we sort of shifted into this medical model, I guess, in the 80s, where we became a lot more like PT, where we had really specific medical goals, like really biomechanical goals, like strengthening, range of motion things like that. And they all have their place. But working with Fox, when you're in the patient's home, you are forced to be occupation-based because you don't have all those tools at your disposal that are your cones and your pegboards and your rainbow arts, all those things that are really designed for specific functional deficits. And so it really got me back to my roots and being creative and how I can work on those functional deficits through occupations. I've gotten so creative. I've learned how to use a sticky note, like 7,000 different ways. Painter's tape, I use that 7,000 different ways. So I don't, I just feel so much more skilled and I can't say it enough that that was what I was lacking at an inpatient. I really felt like I had lost my skill level. And so coming to Fox, I have felt so skilled. I feel so purposeful. It, it's been really amazing. I'm going to elevate you from five-tool OT to six-tool OT. Makes sense because you're <laughs> going through six things that you learned during your first six months with Fox. I believe we're up to number five. Yes. Work-life balance. Okay. This is another skill set that I didn't have at all because when I walked in, to work in inpatient, my schedule was made out for me. They told me when I was seeing, at what time, for how long. And that was really tough for me because some of my patients, they didn't want to see me at seven. They wanted to see me at 10. And I didn't have any choice in that matter. And so becoming more autonomous has been amazing for me, like my mental health. But also like back to that, like skill level, like I'm able to listen to the patients and get to know the patients and know when they work best. Sometimes specifically with patients that have Parkinson's, I see them at all different times during the week. So I can get a really big picture of how they're performing throughout the day and what's going on when they're taking their medication and when the medication's tapering off. And the other thing is just like, when do I work best? Like, have being interesting, able to, interesting. Being able to make my schedule around when I work best and like when I want to work out or when I like to eat lunch, you know, has made a huge impact on my mental health. And then also I just feel so much more skilled because I'm doing a lot of what in other clinics might be managerial type work. If you ever need help with work-life balance, you should contact Katie Cooper. I listened to that podcast this week <laughs> and she is like my soul sister. I'm like, where are you, Katie Cooper? Uh, I was trying to like be creepily find her on Instagram. Couldn't you find her. You both work with Fox. <laughs> Email Katie. 
Yeah, for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, go back a few episodes. Katie Cooper was on talking about work-life balance. I didn't know that she was part life coach when she came onto the podcast, and she gave me some great ideas. Yeah, I was listening. I was like, ooh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> All right, so yeah. like at some point, hopefully this year or next, we got to get you and Katie Cooper in the same room together. Yes, yes. All right, so Lainey, that brings us to uh, item number six. Six things that you learned during your first six months with Fox. Yes, advocating for our profession. It's something that I've gotten so much better at because, like I said, an inpatient, everybody is like forced to see OT and everybody is doing their ADLs with OT. And so it's sort of in this picture perfect world, like in a box. Whereas with Fox, you're in people's homes and you're seeing them anywhere through their disease process. And so it lets you be a lot more creative and I'm better at like wording what I do, how I can help them, listening to them, like what is important to you and really being client centered. And I think OT shines so much with sort of this holistic perspective and this client centeredness because your occupations are what is important to you. And so we just, I really feel like we shine through treating what is important to the patient. All right. Lainey, well done. That's a good list. (laughs) Round of applause right now. Six things you learned during your first six months with Fox. If we did this podcast a month later, we would have Mm -hmm. to do seven. I know. When I was in OT school, at the end of the year, they give away three awards. And I don't even remember what the other two are. But one of them is the Lifelong Learner Award. And that is me. I got the Lifelong Learner Award. And I just feel like Fox is such a... And it's really what why I sought out Fox because of sort of the professional development, the training that you get when you're coming in. It was just... I've learned a lot. (laughs) Well, Lainey, I'm glad you're here. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to throw something at you that I hope you can handle. Okay. So if anyone's interested in that, that is all coming up next right here on the Live Better Longer podcast. Calling all clinicians. If you are interested in working with Fox Rehabilitation, may I suggest going to careers.foxrehab.org. You can search for jobs. You can search for locations. Fox Rehabilitation is currently in 24 different states. So once again, if you think that you might be a Fox fit, go to careers.foxrehab.org. All right, we are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am chatting with Fox OT, Lainey Hefferly, who took us through her six things she learned during her first six months with Fox. All right, so Lainey, it's that time of year, students getting out of school, getting ready for the boards, thinking about their first job. That wouldn't happen right until the end of the year. OT schools are different. So um, I actually graduated in May and then had a three month or had like another 12 week rotation. And so I wasn't totally done taking my boards until August. 
Um, and then you start looking for your first job when? Like around that time, uh, like September yeah, in the fall? August, okay. September. Mm -hmm. All right. Some people are done in May, I think. It depends on where their field works are. So they're done in May? Yeah, some people but not are. With, I not think, with their boards, though, right? I mean, everybody takes them. I mean, some people could take them right okay. after. All right. I, well, I, I, you know I, what? It, it, <laughs> for the sake of what we're talking about, it doesn't even matter. We're, <laughs> right now, we're just worrying about clinicians graduating from school. So okay. let's pretend I own a university, and mm -hmm. I want you to give a quick speech. It's a commencement oh, speech, right? Gosh. Yeah. I, I want I want you to give the commencement speech. Maybe it'll go viral and it'll be shared on YouTube and they'll play that dramatic music behind it. So you're speaking to the class of 2022, all of these OTs ready to embark on their future. You get up to the podium. What do you say? And it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be long because, you know, sometimes those commencement speeches go on for like 45 <laughs> minutes. Well, I have, I have two important things to say, and it's stick to your roots, really stick to occupation, let it guide everything that you do, and then also uh, never stop learning. That was great! <laughs> you would get an enthusiastic standing ovation for that because everyone sits through those long speeches. They're like, wow, like that was short, pithy, and I'm going to remember everything. <laughs> Lainey, well done. Yeah. All right. So listen, you're going to have to come back. Ooh, you know what? Maybe I'll have you and Katie Cooper on an episode of the Fox okay. Rehabilitation Live Better Longer podcast. Two OTs are always better than one. <laughs> <laughs> so Lainey, thank you for the time today. Enjoy the warm weather months coming up. All right. Can't wait. Yeah. So for Lainey Hefferly, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. Later.